Have you ever wondered why you find it difficult to clearly define what you want and your vision for this next phase of your life? If you consider yourself smart, highly functioning, and have achieved a decent level of success but are still asking, why the heck can't I figure out what I want and go for it? Or why is my progress so slow and the pressure so intense? Then keep listening. In this inaugural episode of Playing Full Out, we'll talk about the syndrome that is sweeping our families and homes and is what I consider the ultimate unrest. More importantly, I'll provide you with three steps you can implement immediately to guarantee you live your playing full out kind of life. Welcome to Playing Full Out, where you'll discover tips to break through the personal and professional barriers in a hectic world that are preventing you from leading your optimal vision of life at work and home. This is the podcast for passionate life travelers and leaders who want to live a deliberate, confident, and fulfilling life and change the world while they do. I'm your host, Rita Hyland, and in each episode, we'll expose you to something new in the areas of passion, performance, and psychology that you can immediately apply to grow your life, love, and leadership. Welcome to the first Playing Full Out podcast. I am so happy you're here because this podcast is dedicated to helping you do the deep dive and sometimes make even the small changes to live a more fully engaged, joyful, confident, and fulfilling life both at work and at home. And I know right now that there are real challenges that come as a result of living in a hectic world where we have both a robust professional life and robust personal life. And if we don't have a robust personal life, at least our children do. I also know that at the end of the day, that despite all of this, that what is in common with all of us is that we all want to know that we're living our best version of ourself, that we're, we're boldly living, that we're loving fully, that we're making a difference and living a life that matters. That is something that we have in common. It's what we all want. Now, how we go about it is another thing, and that's what we're going to discuss in just a minute. The greatest pain and theme that I hear today when I speak to people is that they've hit a point in life where they feel like they should be appreciative for all that they have, but they don't feel fulfilled. They feel like they're going through the motions and getting it done, and they're tired. They're tired of grinding it out and struggling, and they're not having fun. They know that the way that they've lived their first half isn't the way they want to live their second half. And they want change, but they don't know what that is or how to get there. Uh, I know their fear because it's a it can be a latent and an unconscious fear of every man and every woman that we get to the end of our life and we have a blanket on our lap and we're reflecting and we realize that we didn't really truly live, that we didn't live according to our own truth or take the risks in order to thrive and that we spend all our time on this earth playing at a half version of ourselves. I know this because I ask and and, and people confirm it. But I also know that this isn't just anecdotal because there is a Harris poll that shows that 100 million Americans secretly feel bored and frustrated with their life. That's a third of our population. And if it was a physical condition, it'd be considered an epidemic. I've identified this as the nagging half version syndrome. And I define it as a sense of knowingness that we are not showing up to what we're capable of. It's a widespread longing to step into our fullest version of ourselves, both personally and professionally. 
um, to fill that gap between who we are and who we're capable of becoming and to do it on our own terms. It's often characterized by this gnawing feeling that we have more to offer to the world, but we can't quite put our finger on it and we don't know our next step. I believe it emanates from a really in, an internal wise voice that knows we're operating at a fraction of our best, that we're not playing full out. And it is sweeping our workplaces and our homes, and it is the ultimate unrest. I know this too because I have felt the pains of the nagging half version syndrome when I worked in the financial world in downtown Chicago long ago. I was successful by traditional standards, but not by my own. I recall looking at an elite floor of colleagues and realizing that I didn't want to be my boss or my boss's boss, but I I didn't know what I wanted and I had no idea of how to get there. And now, after many years of working with hundreds of passionate and talented and highly functioning individuals, whether they're corporate or entrepreneurial, Uh, men or women, young or old, whether they're leaders, newbie ones, or established ones, I've seen that most of us were never taught and don't know how living a life that's both successful and fulfilling really works. And what I found more specifically in my encounters with my clients and my colleagues and my friends is that looking at our internal obstacles still doesn't get the attention it deserves. It's why CEOs and employees and parents extend themselves beyond their capacity to deliver. It's why we stay in jobs we don't have any passion for. It's why our relationships and our connections start to break down and lack depth. It's why too many individuals aren't doing their highest impact work and making a difference. Not looking at our internal obstacles and instead focusing on what needs to be fixed in our external environment is why we aren't playing full out. And it's also why, after my own breakthrough experience, I decided to leave my role as the youngest on this floor of colleagues in a conservative financial career and wholeheartedly dive into a wild entrepreneurial ride in a young and alternative career called life coaching. I was committed to helping individuals reset and take the leaps to show up and play full out based upon their own terms. Because I knew I wanted to be a part, frankly, of the world that they would create when they did. That's why I've dedicated this podcast to that very thing again today. I'm a big believer that there is a trickle-down effect. That when we change and improve our own world, that we heal, change, improve our families, our children, the organizations we lead, the communities we live in, and ultimately the world at large. As I worked with people, I began to notice what works to get the results that my clients most wanted. And I put together a series of steps, many of which I had used in my own process to help them break through their internal obstacles that I'm going to show you. And these steps were consistently leading to extraordinary results, but they were at some point in my life completely new to me. And I couldn't believe that I had never been taught these ideas, that I was working from what I consider now a very old paradigm. I'm going to give you the methodology, but also the real tangible proven steps for you to take action, to experience higher levels of performance and fulfillment in the areas that are most important to you, and to get started on it today. And that's very much important to me, that there's practical application. Because when we take small actions, 
we can habituate a new reality. Before we do that, though, I thought that because we're going to be referring to playing full out in these podcasts and as we're going on, I want to make sure that we know what that is and what it is not. Playing full out is not about grinding it out or pushing your pedal to the metal and working harder and striving and pushing. It's a much easier and simpler experience than that. It's, it's, it's old world and old paradigm to think of us progressing based upon simply our willpower or what I call a push factor. Continuing to operate from that paradigm means that you're going to be left behind. What playing full out includes, in my definition, is that it's three different things. It's living your own personal truth, not your boss's society or your friends or your mailman's. It's what is true for you. Secondly, it's showing up to what you're capable of, knowing your edges, testing your edges, continually expanding your edges. And three, to love your life today, not when we hit some nebulous and ever-changing destination. That is to be in a state of joy or at peace, at least, in the midst of chaos and ever-changing external circumstances. Now, the short version of it all is that it's identifying what a successful life is to you and showing up fully for it. Some of the core type of principles or or, or chunks um, and parts of playing full out include digging deep to identify what you're called to or what you can't not do in this lifetime or at least have attempted, rewriting your story or the rules that you've made up that might not be working for you so that you can get better results, finding and using your voice, and taking bold actions to achieve it. Today, I'm going to provide four keys to playing full out, sort of foundation to get you shifting and changing and transforming. It's it's this piece, at my, I, someone just said, stop starting over and start transforming. And that's what this is about, is, is, is really making a transformation in, in how you're going about things and no longer returning to old patterns and being confused of why we're getting the same thing. Number one, the first key is I'm not a victim. It was a total game changer in my world. And when I finally realized that, the, that it wasn't always about what the corporation was doing or how these people were behaving, how men were emotionally unavailable or whatever story I had for myself and blaming outside experiences, the biggest detriment to our own progress is thinking that everything is happening to us, that we are victim to it all. We have to own that we're much more um, powerful than we've previously given ourselves credit for, and that, and this is important, we're co-creating it all. You are 100% responsible for 50% of a relationship, and you're 100% responsible not for what has happened, but how it is that you respond to it. And the good news about this is that all of the good things that are going on in your world, you're responsible for those too, and you've had a hand in them. And so those things that aren't going as well, you can have and be um, make the change and make um, adjustments to move those as well. They're not just being shot out of a cannon. When I first began my own process to become more aware of how I was and really improve my own world, um, owning that I 
was not a victim was really game changing. And it is for, a, for, for many. And it isn't about blaming and shaming ourselves that the, the, you know, the mess in front of us looks like this, but instead to say, well, uh, great, there are ways that I can affect it. But the first is to own and to stop looking for and being focused on how I'm going to change external circumstances when there's so much that can be shifted and influenced by our own internal movement. And the question really is for us to continually ask, how am I contributing to this situation and how am I contaminating it? And to own that. When you finally own, yeah, I'm a participant, you realize that you can do something, as I said, and it's it's um, uh, it's impactful. I, part of this idea is I, is that we're powerful and that we have power that we often give away to others. I mean, a simple example is this morning, my, my daughter, 11-year-old, was upset by what her seven-year-old brother had done. And she's crying and she says, he's ruined my day. And this is by 7 a.m., of course. And while I understood and said, I get that that was hurtful and but you do the second part of this is that you also you have a choice of whether this is going to be he's going to be responsible and you're going to give your power over to him to ruin your whole day that's a choice uh one of my favorite quotes is a ship doesn't sink because of the water around it but because of the water it lets into it so as opposed to saying that this person has done this and this is making me feel this way or they did this to me they might have, but how are you going to respond and receive it? You get a choice over how you're, you're going to, how you're going to feel and what you're going to think about it and what you're going to tell yourself. The action corresponding with this key to me is I'm the master of all that concerns me. I always have been and I always will be. Today I claim it. So if you can get into that place that you always have been and you always will be and own it today. Now the second key to establishing a foundation for change and uh, playing for our kind of life is to stop settling and raise your standards. This means asking for what you want. Um, introduced to me a long time ago that the only reason a person has something more than you in a certain area or is experiencing something different is because they have a higher standard around it. When I would go to the exercise facilities at 5 a.m. and see the same people, I, I, you know, there all the time. It, it was, it was, they, that's just what they did. That's just what they do. Stop settling and saying, this is just what I do. This is how I roll. I, I do feed myself like this. I do exercise like this. I do ask for help like this. I do get the support I need on things. I do let go of attachments. So to what other people think, it's letting, it's, 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 it's allowing yourself to have a higher standard and say, where do I need to have a higher standards and where do I need to extend my boundaries? Um, you know, I, for, for too long, um, we, it, was, it was saying, well, this is just, I see people experiencing this is just the way it is or this is what, this is, this is the way this is set up. And I challenge you to say, well, what if something else was possible? And, and to say, I'm, I'm open to having some of that too. I always think that, you know, all the feelings have a good, even if they're not fun feelings, they have a message and jealousy, for example, isn't bad feeling. It's a, it's a messenger to say, I want some of that too. And so instead of getting 
down or or being remaining stuck is a, re- a result. It's saying, okay, how am I? It's asking a better question. How am I going to go about that? So simple shifts of of saying, I'm raising my standards today, and where and what departments do I need to raise my standards can start to awaken you to playing a life that's more true to what you're you are called to. The third um, key element, I believe, and and game changer for most is to begin to use ourself as our own GPS. That means having the being able to tune into the oceans of wisdom that we already have in order to answer our questions and to get into our own personal, as I say, moving sidewalk of life. Too often we are tuned out to and paying attention to what it is we don't want, whether it's we don't want our kid to be this certain way or we don't want our, another boss that's a micromanager or a board that behaves like this. And we are out of touch with what it is that we do want and from and, and saying and really saying what brings me joy, what how, what is my own intention and being more deliberate about it and getting the questions internally as opposed to saying, well, this is what... This person wants from me today. I, my my boss needs this from me. How do I avoid having my spouse yell at me? How do I avoid disappointing my client? How do I um, stop worrying about the, the my family's financial picture? It's instead getting more deliberate and tuning and saying and asking that question: Is what is it that I do really want? What is my baseline? What is what it really brings me joy? Because. We can't create, as Einstein said, what we haven't first imagined. And a target that is not clear is incapable of being hit. If it's vague and blurry, we're going to get vague and blurry results. Dialing in, tuning in to what is our own compelling truth and answer, we have tons of it, is... um, what in fact we're going to, our brain will look and science shows this to create and make happen. Now the fourth and key game changer is to take the leap before you think you're ready. Tina Fey says, say yes before you figured it all out. Say the yes and you can figure it out later. But this a leap to me is an unplanned or an uncalculated, I call them intuitive hits, sort of like a, a something comes into your body, they come, it comes into your mind. They can come into you when you least expect it. Rarely, by the way, hint, does it come to you while you're sitting at your desk? Um, you might get a download when you're, after you have taken a shower or in the shower or after a run. Maybe it's to call a certain someone. Maybe it's to see if there's an opening in this in this area for here or that if you could be a part of something. Maybe if you can attend a certain thing or start another, start a, a project or a new mission. Um, I think that, you know, this, this place of us, you know, it's the natural human primal response to resist uncertainty. And that was, that's kept us alive for all these years. The other part of this is that our brain is never going, while well, it helps us to survive, it's never going to help us to thrive. And so getting into a position where we, we we leap and then figure it out is is something that ch- it changes the way 
way we live. It's the new paradigm. It's it's being able to master our internal world to, as Eleanor Roosevelt say, fear the feel the fear and do it anyway. I've heard it said that if you have nailed something right all of the out of the gate, whether it's the perfect product, launch of a product or a perfect speech or a presentation or conversation, if then you've waited too long. Long ago I I, I prided myself on not making mistakes. There was no room for that. It was to hit it right. And what I realized one New Year's when I was taking an assessment, when, where there was a question of what mistakes have you made this year? And I realized I really hadn't. And so for me, I, it was a real, in that moment, it was a game-changing moment for me to realize I'm not really playing full out. I'm not living to my edges I'm not seeing what I'm capable of or making the influence and impact that in the mat, making the matter, the difference that I'm here to make. And so to each year, if we can invert the old time, old paradigm beliefs that we have to get it right and instead say, we, we, instead we, we got to just show up and do it and then, and then adapt. If we can move into that place, we have a much higher percentage chance of being someone who gets to the end of our life with that blanket on and that we're not one of the 85% of 85-year-olds that regret and look back and say, I wish I'd taken more risks. And that's it. That is, uh, that's research that's been done, that 85% or 80, I think it's 82% of 85-year-olds um, regret that when they look back that they didn't take more risks. And we guarantee that that won't be the case for us when we employ these four core um, key components that I, I, I own. I own my life. I own it. I'm not a victim. I'm taking back my power. That's number one. Second, I'm raising my standards. I'm tuning in to my own GPS. I know what I want. And fourth, I'm saying yes, and I'm going to figure it out later. I'm going to take the leap before I think I'm ready. So if this, this week, if you look for ways that you can begin to pay attention and take some small actions, because small actions habituate a new reality for us. And it isn't in you know, the the climbing of Mount Kilimanjaro or Mount Everest, like some of us had traditionally thought, I got to run the marathon for it to be worth it. But in the daily small new actions and habits that begin to create really significant results, successful people realize this. It's called the law of the slight edge. It's the common mundane and boring things done day after day that create a new world, a new reality and a playing full out kind of life. Try these four things out these next couple weeks. Take the small actions, and I'm going to talk to you again real soon. Thanks for tuning in to Playing Full Out. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes for more tips, tools, and inspiration to leading the optimal vision of your life, love, and leadership. And remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the fullest version of you at play.